This is Dave Simeone, and welcome to The Mix Zone. I'm the president of Soccer Development Strategies, a career-long soccer coach, coaching director, and educator. The Mix Zone is where we'll examine and take on current issues, dissect breaking news and trends related to soccer and other sports on the youth, college, and professional levels. You can be sure there won't be a shortage of opinion in any one of our segments here in the Mix Zone. U.S. Soccer, Soccer United Marketing, and Major League Soccer. The relationship and the intertwinings between these three organizations and some of the individuals involved will let you say they're the new or latest version, but not a new phenomenon. These inner workings connect elections, bids, combine voting blocks, backroom deals. None of this is really new, especially when you look at the governance structure of FIFA, UEFA, Commerball. All of the confederations, as well as the world governing body, everybody has their own version. Most of these agreements and relationships go undisturbed when things go well. But when things fall apart and don't go well, they become exposed. And that's what happened with our failure in qualifying for the 2018 World Cup with the U.S. men. A lot of things came into question. The ramifications were far-reaching. Mr. Galati's election for a third term combined with Klinsman's hiring and failure as the national coach and the ensuing economic impact, the combination of these things were bad. As far as the election goes, the candidates included Carlos Cordero, the eventual winner, but also enter Kathy Carter, the CEO of Soccer United Marketing. It's an interesting relationship that the United States Soccer Federation has with Zoom, and more and more is viewed as an unholy alliance and an unhealthy alliance. Soccer United Marketing is a for-profit marketing arm of MLS and an exclusive partner of US soccer. This is where sanctioning and promotion of pro soccer, it's where the rubber meets the road. This union, as well as the president being elected while serving as the deputy commissioner of MLS and a board of director of Zoom. Let's just throw in as an added feature, the inception of the Development Academy and the control of the environment. The intention of all that is incredibly clear from MLS down into the youth level. This is not an indictment about Major League Soccer. It's our domestic league. It's our domestic Division I Pro Soccer League. Love it or live with it as it evolves. It's serving its purpose in large part. It's the overlapping interests between U.S. Soccer, Soccer United Marketing, and MLS that draws the ire of the current crop of players within the league. Let's face it, this setup is a business plan, the setup of MLS, and has nothing to do with developing the sport. It's a business plan. 
the single entity structure maintains long-term economic viability and cash flow that benefits the owners and the most recent CBA reflects that. Minimize collective risk, make ownership attractive through investment, plop down another MLS club, or move one into a new market. Typically, when organizations like the NCAA or UEFA with its financial fair play, the NFL, the EPL, they add more complexity to their structure by adding more rules, more and over regulation, layers and layers of bureaucracy, but they don't really deal with the problems. They just create convoluted mechanisms where you need to find loopholes through the regulation. The United States Soccer Federation is the governing body needs to initiate and create simple sets of criteria to evaluate conflicts of interest as the national governing body. Bylaws at this point are too convoluted. Organizations like Soccer United Marketing, MLS, for-profit, combining with not-for-profit, the United States Soccer Federation, it's a complicated venture at best. The Federation needs to focus on governing the sport domestically through mission, purpose, not essentially licensing organizations to print money or impersonate the World Bank or the Chamber of Commerce. Policy that is clear and concise and prohibits these conflicting relationships is in part the answer. Additionally, a development that would benefit sussing out these conflicts would be an independent group that deals with ethics. So that combined with new and rewritten policy, there's an independent element of evaluating these potential problems. This mix of profit and not-for-profit, the various organizations do have and would have the ability to work together between US Soccer, Soccer United Marketing, and MLS, but not in the way that they are working in concert with one another today. It reeks of fidelity to a small group of individuals profiteering by virtue of their individual roles between organizations that freewheel but monopolize the benefits. That has a lot of similarities with sanctioned corruption. The Federation does have in place a nominal conflict of interest uh, policy that's mainly geared towards self-reporting. For instance, the CEO or the CFO can self-disclose what might be conflicts of interest, but they also get a chance to decide whether they are conflicts of interest. What an idea. Even in the corporate world, where making money is ultimately the point in the for-profit environment, 
The setup takes it out of the hands of the executives or the board members in these areas. It creates independence in evaluating these potentials for conflict and preventing them. Currently, there are exemptions for MLS and Soccer United Marketing in terms of conflicts of interest because they are affiliates of U.S. soccer. This creates an environment and a likelihood where individuals work in an illicit way or organizations work together in an illicit way and it begins to be controlling and resembles racketeering. Some of these conflicts have become evident in the recent past. For example, Soccer United Marketing was select to represent CONCACAF and Commerball within the worldwide marketing of its programs, of its competitions. The president of U.S. Soccer at that time, in sitting in different positions, was found to be in conflict and prevented from this process between SUM, Commerball, and CONCACAF. But they were not found to be in conflict between the United States Soccer Federation as the president and Soccer United Marketing. I find that to be interesting and convenient. These are glaring examples that soccer makes plenty of money for a select few. And for sure, the overall economics of soccer in the last 30 years have done nothing but skyrocket. There are plenty of resources and there's plenty of money involved in the sport. But U.S. Soccer, Soccer United Marketing and MLS have been good at making money. What they have not been better at and need to be is making money, but making a difference in the development of the sport and to achieve the goal of soccer becoming the preeminent sport of choice for players and for fans here in the United States. This is Dave Simeon, and you are in the mix zone.